You're listening to Women in Wealth WordPress, a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of female empowerment and financial freedom through the wonderful world of web design. Hi, Hayley. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so stoked to finally have this conversation with you. We've been talking about it for so long, so I'm glad we made it happen. (laughs) Yes, me too. I'm really excited. Yeah. Okay. So can you give everyone a little bit of an overview of who you are and what you do? Yes, of course. So I am a brand strategist and copywriter. My background is marketing. So basically, as soon as I got out of school, I went to uni and studied marketing. I've worked in it my whole career, always felt really drawn to beautiful things like magazines and campaigns and storytelling. And so when I got into marketing, I ended up playing in that brand world. And a lot of my roles from the bottom up were very copy driven. They'd always throw you the brochures or website copy to write when you're the junior person in the team. So I started doing a lot of writing in those roles and then continued all the way up to where I am now. I've been freelancing for about seven years now and working for myself, which has been fantastic. And yeah, I love helping businesses who are very purpose-led share their story and make an impact in the world. So good. I love that. We will be talking a little bit about that purpose-led aspect today. I'm really excited to cover that. And yeah, I just want to give an overview of how we know each other. So we actually connected when our first babies were probably about six months, was it? Or maybe, I don't even remember. But yeah, and they're the same age and we just had a lot in common and we found each other through Instagram. I think you followed me first and we started talking. (laughs) We went to an event together and we're like, let's just meet up in real person. And that was lovely. And then we've just been business besties ever since. Like we're on very similar, similar businesses and we have a lot in common. And then we both had second babies, which are also close in age together. So We've been on this kind of parallel path for quite a while, but then also I have worked with you a lot and you've thrown me work and I've thrown you work and we've collaborated on projects together and I've hired you twice now. (laughs) So I always, yeah, I really rate your, your work and your insight and everything you do is magic. So I always really highly recommend you. I will probably talk more about how copywriters and web devs can work together and stuff as well, but. What I wanted to start with you is strategy, because this is something that I know you're working through your own brand strategy at the moment. And this Mm -hmm. is something I say, we know it for ourselves in our head, but actually getting it onto paper for ourselves is a different thing. Can you give us a journey, a bit of an oversight of your journey and how you went from working for other people in marketing and then into copy and then transitioning onto your own and yet being brand strategy, a really big part of what you do? Mm, of course. So I think when I started freelancing and working for myself, I had come from organizations where I'd done so many different things. So I'd been in the digital team, I'd been in partnerships, I'd been doing content marketing and things like that. So it was a really broad range of skills. And I just felt like a very generalist marketer when I came out of that place and I didn't really know how to position myself in the world of freelance and I did a few things I pretty much said yes to everything as you do when you begin I was doing lots of social media strategies and really lucky to get a lot of my clients from my past relationships in business a lot of old employers or colleagues had moved on and that impact spread so it was really great a great way to start but what I found as I went on is that I just wasn't feeling as connected to the brands I was working with. So I'd be delivering work, but it wouldn't connect into a higher purpose or their overall goals as a business. And so for me, it started to feel a little bit empty and I wasn't 100% sure that I was doing the best I could do for them. So I felt like my integrity was starting to waver as well. So I was like, what is going on here? What do I need to understand to make myself feel like I'm delivering the best work, but also to actually give the client what they need and get the results they want. I guess that's where the strategy piece comes into it. It's about getting to the heart of the business and understanding what it's all about. So if we go back a little bit from what brand strategy is, but to what brand is, 
Brand is essentially just associations in someone's mind. So if we think of a brand, let's say go-to skincare, one of Australia's brand darlings. If we put that on a piece of paper and you and I and everyone listening all wrote down some associations to do with that brand, we're all going to write different things, right? I might write, oh, it's peachy, it's fun, it's light, it's Zoe Foster Blake, it's whatever. I'm going to write a bunch of things. You might write some different things. And everyone else is going to have some different things. So at the end of the day, we're all correct. That is the brand. That's how we perceive it. So we're all right. And that's where brand strategy comes in, is that next layer of shaping perceptions and driving things in a more meaningful and purposeful way so that you can influence what people think about you and how they are drawn to you. So I guess that's one thing. So without knowing all of that, it was hard to just write a social media post and be like, cool, there you go, that's going to work. Or write a blog and not really know the overall guts of the brand. So yeah, that's where I got really passionate about diving into that area. It's something I'd always done in my jobs. And it's also been an area of frustration for me too. There was one role where I was in an agency and I was in an account director position. And I remember just having to sell stuff like solutions for problems that kind of didn't exist. <laughs> like that was all about targets, right? It's like, here, let's create this new digital app or let's do this website or whatever. And it honestly just felt like, why are we doing this? How does this actually support them? So yeah, for me, having everything anchored in strategy and purpose is really important because it just gives you a beautiful framework for everything that you do moving forward. And you just know you're on the right path. It feels good internally and it also looks good and works good externally yes totally and I've seen this yeah through not only my clients that we've worked together on and the work that you've delivered but also in my own business so as I mentioned I hired you recently and we did a lot of work for Women Wealth WordPress together I had been quite successful in that previously and then but I'd done it all myself because I was a startup I was doing all the things and then I got to a place where I felt like it was a little bit piecemeal and I just needed it to be more cohesive. So we worked together and we did a lot of the messaging and my nurture sequence, my launch sequence, some social media captions to go along with that. And yeah, a, like kind of a brand guideline of my tone of voice and all of those types of things. So having that base to go from not only has had great results in my business, but also has given me so much confidence about what I know, what I need to talk about. And mm also reinforced to me the proof point that I knew I've had great results for my clients in the past for my students but going through that process with you and pulling out the feedback and the mm. real customer like voice just added so much more to my confidence as well because it reinforced those messages that I'm saying are the problem and then the ways that I'm helping people with my work and it just made everything feel so much more robust and cohesive and gave me so much confidence and I had a really successful launch last launch and that was really the first launch that I had had all of that work with you in place for a little while so it was doing its thing in the background and I love it. yeah I just was like okay I always say these things as well I've been saying them to years for my clients but to have it firsthand for myself the difference between knowing those things in my brain and having gone through an actual process and having them mm -hmm. documented was miles apart so <laughs> yes um, it is it's not yeah. uncommon though so many founders are like that and especially freelancers and startups and small businesses so often we hold all this juicy knowledge in our head but we never put it to paper but really yeah. to scale you have to make those things known you have to actually articulate them so that if you're ever hiring people or investing in campaigns or investing in design or investing in copy you have to be able to share that with someone so you need it written down it can't just be in your head because every time you tell that story you're going to convey it in a slightly different way to every supplier every team member every yeah. contractor everyone you work with so I think just having it on paper is incredible getting it out of your head and setting that trajectory to grow and to scale it, it makes you feel a little bit more legitimized and yes. definitely it builds your confidence like I love that that helped you see it because you know the saying you can't read the label from inside of the jar when you're inside the jar of your yeah. business it's so busy you're doing all the things but you don't look outside and go how do people perceive me 
What do my target audience really believe? What are they actually wanting? Where are they struggling? You've got to get out there and look. And sometimes it's hard to do it yourself. So it's really nice to have a guide or someone to work with to help you do it and see some of those opportunities and just see them so clearly where you're like, yes. And sometimes it's not you. Sometimes it is things you know inherently, but you just haven't articulated it and locked it in. And I think once you do that, it sets you up for growth. Like it sets you up for the next phase, which is really exciting. Yes, totally. And I follow a designer on Instagram, Louise Crozier. She's been on a podcast of mine previously and she says the transformation is in the transaction. And I'm, Mm -hmm. yeah, again, that's something that I have seen again and again in my business is that when I invest in something and I make it a priority and I go through the proper process, I give it the time it allows and do all of the things associated with that change happens and I say this to the women in my course you have to actually do the thing you can't just think about it you can't just listen to podcasts and consume the information and know it in your head you have to do something about it yeah you've got to do the work (laughs) yeah that's where you get the wisdom that's where it comes into practice it's like you can conceptualize all you want and take all this information in but it's TMI it's not too much information it's too much input as well it's like yeah just stop start putting it out again say what you want to say and find your perspective and find what you're what you want to be known for and I think yeah it's such a cool process to go through and yeah I have been doing it on myself recently which you mentioned that's been really funny because I had a period recently where my business was so quiet it was probably a couple of the quietest months I've ever had in my freelance career and It was funny because I hadn't articulated my brand strategy for a long time. I'd done bits and pieces. I'd been really lucky. I'd had great retainers and great referrals and really good relationships. But over years, those wear out. You exhaust things after a certain point in time. And it was funny because it was like the universe saying, okay, you've got to get clear on where you want to go next. You've gotten this far on your merit and your connections and things like that but now you have to really get purposeful and think what are you doing next and I took the quiet time as a gift to focus on my brand strategy and start to develop my point of view and how I wanted my personality to show up and as a personal brand it is just you but amplified or slightly adjusted but yeah that was a really good process to go through and I'm not fully complete yet classic got a little bit busy again but it's something that I know has helped me attract really awesome inquiries now so that's why I'm getting busy again and it's amazing because I've updated some copy on my website I've done my values again and realigned those and reconnected with my purpose and the people that are coming through for a discovery call and a chat are just so aligned it's really easy to sell to them and have those good conversations and cut to the guts of what they want to do because they're already connected to who you are. So yeah, it's really been amazing to do it. And I feel you've got to walk the walk. I can preach on about it. I can see the impact it has in other people's businesses, but I also need to do it. And I want to use myself as a case study and follow this journey as it goes just to see where it ends up. Because yeah, I think that's super important. If people are trusting me, I have to be doing it too. So that's where I'm at at the moment. Yeah, that's so exciting. And mm. yeah, we actually caught up last night and you were saying <laughs> that I've been it's with people I really admire in business and it's mm-hmm. really aligned with what I want and where I want to go and all of these types of things. And I was just so stoked for you. And it's not only the thing of, yeah, you have it all documented, you know what you're talking about, you've changed your website copy, all of that is great, but it's also the thing of the intention that you're putting out there, mm-hmm. something bigger than us that mm-hmm. can't be explained in some ways. Do you know what I mean? And it's for those quiet periods, you did the work, you were there putting your head down in the background, hustling, you were sharing your behind the scenes journey on Instagram as well, which I also think is really powerful thing because people get to see what you're doing but also get little glimpses of your knowledge and I think like that making the process transparent and that it's not just the final product that you get these are all the stages involved with it and this is the thinking I do at this stage and this is the research I do at this stage and all of these little things that contribute to this body of work that people who haven't been through the process might not necessarily know but that's what you need to communicate for people to know how valuable it is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that behind the scenes unveiling the messy, imperfect process yeah. is very, that was a really 
different thing for me. I don't know if it's been ingrained in me since business years or life or whatever, but that whole perfectionism idea and just only showing work when you're ready. Like I know people are more used to showing the process now, like the younger generation as well. But it was harder for me because I always want to show up polished and perfect and ready. And um, I think there is a lot of value in sharing the journey as well, seeing what is going on behind the scenes because obviously that's what I love to watch and you too probably. But, yeah, there is a lot of work that goes into it. I interviewed people. I chatted to you. I asked what books you're reading, what movies you're liking, what podcasts are you listening to. You've got to remember there's real humans at the other end of your business that have lives. If you're not talking to them, you don't really know what's going on in their world, right? So that's another part of the brand strategy process is really getting to know your audience. And that's through surveys and discussions and research and just seeing what's going on out there because, yeah, we get so busy doing the work that we forget to pop our head up and just talk to people and just ask and see what's going on and what they're struggling with. So that's a really important part of it too. Yeah, and it's not easy. I remember toiling with who is my target audience? Where do I want to go next? And the whole conversation around niching and all of that, I've always found that hard (laughs) to find a niche, but I do fully see the value in it. And for me, it wasn't about saying I just work with one category of business. It was more about the kind of business I work with, which is those purpose-led brands who want to have a bigger impact in the world and again that aligns with my values and my integrity I don't want to help companies that are doing harmful things in the world grow what is the point that's not going to satisfy me I want to help people who are doing awesome things so yeah amazing so I would love for you to talk about what is involved in a brand strategy I said the process is so important but actually at the end of that what falls out what kind of things are you including I've seen one it's pages and pages and pages of things so for anyone who's new to this what do you touch on yeah so I have surmised my process into this framework my core four framework and these are the four things that I think will help you grow basically the goal is brand growth at the end of the day and that can look like a lot of things everyone can measure it differently It could be engagement, it could be sales, it could be awareness. You set the parameters, you choose what you want the outcome to be because I truly believe that brand strategy can influence so many areas of business. Yeah, well, we go through the process, there's four areas. The first is your brand core. So this is diving deep into the elements that guide everything you do. They're the things that really make you you. So it's things like your purpose, your vision, where you want to be your values and your origin stories, how you got there. Because these are the things that are going to connect on a deeper level to your target audience. It's really what drives you as well. So it gives you that boost and energy. Even on the hard days, you can look at that and be like, yeah, I want to keep going. I know my vision. I know why I'm doing this. And yeah, I just love getting that locked down because I think it's really fundamental to moving forward. And then the next thing is brand positioning. So This is what makes you unique in the market and the minds of customers. So we have that ability to place ourselves as premium and luxury or accessible and fun. And there's lots of different ways you can do it. And when positioning is quite a big area. So you want to look at things like your target audience. We look at the competition, where you are in the landscape of that. And that is an important part of it. I used to have this idea that it doesn't matter about the competition, but I've flipped on that again because it does. You want to see what's out there and you want to see how you are different to that. And that is the purpose of it. It's not to copy anyone. It's not to do something the same as someone else. You just want to go, how can I actually be different to these people and tap into some of my unique core elements that they don't have? So I think that's a really big piece of it too. And then I also look at your offer mix, how you are presenting your offers to the world and your onlyness factor. So what makes you really unique? So that's all in positioning because this is shaping perception. And I think, yeah, in brand strategy, there's so many terms and buzzwords and it can be a bit annoying. (laughs) I really try to make it simple. So positioning in my mind is all about perception so I just replace out that word and that makes it easier to comprehend what that's all about so that's the second section 
The third we do is voice. So we look at your messaging, your personality, your tone, your words, your phrases. That's all your outward expression. And for a full brand, you would also put your visuals in here. So once you've done that foundational work of the core and the positioning, that's when you start to think of expression. So that's going to be your voice and your visuals. I don't do visuals. That's why I have you. <laughs> but that's where that goes. And that's, that's your vibe. It helps you create from an authentic place. For me, when I move into the copywriting stage, it helps me create, yeah, your on-vibe copy all day, every day. And it helps you deliver it too. So if you are hiring someone or writing for yourself, you can just pull out your voice section and look at your words and phrases and messaging and just use that to guide you. So it's super, super helpful, very tangible, and you probably use it every day if you stick it on the wall or something. And then the last, which I like to include, which starts to merge into marketing strategy is your brand action. So these are the things you actually do. So the things you do to become a fully expressed brand, because you can say all these things and have it on paper, but if you're not living and breathing it and doing it, then, you know, it doesn't really matter. So there's a couple of things I love to include, which is brand moments. These are the moments in your customer journey that will matter and that kind of really tie in some of the things that we've discovered in the earlier stages. Also, your marketing will touch on marketing channels, where might be suitable for you to hang out in based on your audience and things like that. So that is a springboard to your marketing strategy. And then also under actions, I love to put impact because I really believe that all businesses have a responsibility to leave a positive impact and that they can use their influence for good. So yeah, we look at whether it's charities or activities or certain behaviors and things that can give back in a positive way that also align back to your values and your vision. So yeah, that's all the things I include. Everyone does it a little bit different when it comes to brand strategy. But yeah, I've found over time working with smaller businesses, we could go even deeper and deeper, but it just gets quite complex. And I feel if you confuse, you lose. So if it's too overwhelming, too complicated, too many pages, you're just not going to use it. So I really try and down to what's actually useful and ditch all the weird inverted pyramids and di diagrams and <laughs> different tools you can use yeah. I think they have a place and maybe in the organizations with different product brands and multi-layers and all of that they can be useful but yeah it's important to just cut out the things you're not going to use and just keep it yeah. really simple that's yeah really especially fun. for small businesses and yeah. so you did mention this quite often with that brand strategy piece from there in a couple of instances that we've worked together you can work with a designer who then goes and creates the brand identity and that is based on the strategy so it's always coming back to okay how would this person feel about this color or this font mm -hmm. or this layout or what's going to capture their attention with the brands I do I always really like to layer that strategy with meaning within the brand so it's like okay, these are the things they do in their business. How can we incorporate that meaning into a mark or, you mm -hmm. know, a layer or whatever it is? And so that's two pieces. It's two separate things. It's brand strategy and brand identity. And there's a big mm -hmm. misconception about what a brand is. And yeah, lots of people just think it's oh, a logo yeah. or, you mm -hmm. know. <laughs> yeah, I would say um, that's the biggest misconception out there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think that at different times in businesses, different things will serve you depending on how much you have to invest and where you are and all of these things. Not necessarily saying you need all of this straight out the gate, but at the same time, if you do have the capital to invest in this, you will see a much quicker growth and trajectory of your business. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that time and time again. I had a client who um, finished up his uni degree and he started a business straight out the gate. He's now got four staff and we went straight in with strategy identity website. He's come back to me and we're doing a website, like a bit of an overhaul because he's grown and his he's outgrown his messaging mm. on his website. So it needs a little bit of a tweak. But that strategy and that identity has served him well and it will continue mm. to serve him well. Yeah. And that's three years in and that, yeah, that's pretty profound. So mm. I think that when you make that investment, it can be scary, but it also will see you 
through the long term also it's not just like a one-off thing Mm. it is an investment it's an investment that will give you returns yeah I love how you talk about it and I have seen how effective it can be so (laughs) yeah yeah it is pretty powerful and it's definitely something that not everyone can start with and I actually don't even think you should start with it sometimes like controversial opinion but I feel you need to do business for at least a year have some customers under your belt and then dive into it because you're going to have those ideas and you're going to want to test them and you're going to want to see how you go and then once you've narrowed it down and really understand your customers like you've had some so you know them now that's when you can be okay I'm really clear now that I want to lock in my direction and make sure that I have constraints around how I'm behaving moving forward I think yeah we can test and start we don't have to have it from day dot of course that can be amazing but I actually find it's even more powerful once you have been in business just for a little while and you're ready to Use that intel that you've gathered and those real experiences to make conscious decisions and be right. This was shit. I don't want these clients. These ones are amazing. I'm starting to understand them more. Like you, you want to have a little bit of information to do strategy well. From. It's not just yeah. pulled out of thin air. So if you've got a bit of data and some insights, then that's going to really help you a lot as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. I would love if you could talk us through if you have any examples or yeah, first-hand experiences of where you've seen a really solid brand strategy contribute to a business's growth. Mm, definitely. So brand strategy definitely contributes to business growth in so many ways. I think sometimes it's nice to think about what the common challenges are that we face in business to really understand like how strategy can slide on in and help. There's a few. So a lot of us may experience sales, rises, falls, ups and downs. So by having the strategy in place, you are starting to build more trust, more consistency. You build more loyalty. So that can help even out your sales. We also find another challenge might be competitors. So if you're seeing lots of people in the market, you want to stand out. There's a lot of brands out there. Standing out is a non-negotiable these days, right? So it doesn't mean you have to be loud and bold and noisy and whatever. You can do it in your own way. You're always going to find your people. So I think, yeah, when you're in a competitive marketplace or someone's just come in and you're like, oh my gosh, they're exactly like me, really just dive a bit deeper and go, how am I different? So that's another way it can help. And even in bigger teams, I've had people come to me who have been sort of suffering from poor performance in their teams and employees have been disengaged and unmotivated because they're not united by this purpose and this reason for existing so that's actually another way that strategy can help yeah it was a accommodation provider and they were just finding that people weren't really giving that beautiful aligned guest experience that they wanted and by doing their brand strategy that actually helped them communicate to the team what matters what they're trying to say and what their values are and how they can stand out. And they were able to boost that team cohesion and make sure that that then flowed on to the guest experience and that the guests would all have a very similar time, no matter who they saw at the desk, because everyone understood what was going on. That really helped motivate the team and get them into a better place in terms of guest feedback and things, because there was a little bit of negative feedback coming through because of the disjointed experience. So Yeah, that's one. I think also when you're feeling uncertain or overwhelmed, which is so common, like we've always got so many things to do. When you have something to guide you, it can really help you streamline your decision making. You're going to get really clear yeses and really clear noes if you know what you're standing for and where you're going. So that can actually help save you time, which is awesome. I had another client who was a creative agency and she was getting clients she didn't really gel with they weren't premium they weren't really where she wanted to be and she'd gained a lot of experience in the years that she'd been doing design she was ready for a bit of a shift and she was like I don't want to say yes to all these clients anymore I need to adjust my perception my value perception and start attracting the right people so she invested in her brand strategy and then she was able to instantly start having better quality calls with people working with better quality clients Uh, she actually felt it changed her life too she managed to hire someone to support her who was really aligned 
and deliver some of the work. It really just flowed into her life in so many ways. So, you know, that was a really cool win as well. But yeah, there's a lot of things that it can help with and a lot of common business challenges that you'll find strategy will overcome, even though it's not always in a direct way. It's Yeah, it's really hard sometimes to quantify the value of it, but it does impact a lot of areas of business. And yeah, um, yeah I think that confidence and self-doubt piece too, that's something we often face in business. We've all been there going, am I good enough? what about this person? They know more than me, blah, blah, blah. It's such a common story. And I think when you get that on paper, you really do boost your confidence and start to see how friggin' awesome you are. You see proof that you've had all these transformative results with people and you're like, yep, I've got this. So it can help you feel more confident in yourself as well. Um, Which of course, all of those things support your growth, which is very powerful. Totally. I was nodding along that whole time. I took like three notes and I feel if I bring one up, we'll talk about that and then I'll forget my other things. So I'm like, I have to write them down. Um, But I thought about this before when you mentioned the competitors, because this is one thing in our process that we went through and you were like, who are your competitors and what do they do? And I was like, I don't even like to look at them. I actually, I even have competitors. They say it very loosely because I, I truly believe that there's enough work and enough money and enough for everyone. So I don't consider them competitors, but they are. When I was building my course, I didn't look at anyone else's website. I didn't really want to go down the rabbit hole of being influenced or anything by anyone. I just wanted to do my own thing. And while that served me very well, when we went through the process, you were like, yeah, but you still need to tell (laughs) You still need to tell me. And I remember that very clearly. And I was like, okay. And then having gone through the process, I've actually now realized that that was really important for me to realize what my differences are. Not even to try and convince people to work with me because of what I do differently over someone else, but because if I can communicate those things, the people who are looking for those things will naturally come to me and the people that are looking for the other things will naturally go to the other people. And it might be the case that at different times in their business, they go to the other people and they get what they need from them and then they come to me and they get what they need from me. And both of those things can be true and real and can help support a business's growth because I truly believe that there's no limit to what you can learn and you can learn different things from different people at different times when you need them. And so knowing those differences has actually allowed me to speak to that and also know that the people who are coming to me are going to be happy with what I'm giving because that's what I'm giving. That's what they're Mm. looking for. Those are the problems in their business that I'm helping them solve. And yeah, that's just been so transformative for Mm. me as well. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I think it's hard to know what makes you special if you don't look around at other people too. You could be doing something. You might think everyone's doing that. And then you might look at the competitors and go, oh my gosh, none of them include that. I've just been doing that forever. Or, oh, they're all doing this, but I've got a totally different opinion on that. I'm going to talk about that more because that's what makes me unique and I believe in it if you don't see what they're doing you're not going to know how you're unique as well but I do love the idea of just once you've done that work get in your zone go into flow do your thing and then when it's time to revisit your strategy again you can go into a deep dive again and see what's happening in the market because things will have changed so yeah it is important to look and yeah I was really like I said earlier of the mind that you shouldn't really look at them as well you'll get influenced and I think yes you do if you're looking at them all the time every day on your Instagram feed, unfortunately, that is going to get into your mind and start influencing your ideas. So you might want to unfollow a few, whatever, and just keep your mind clear for yourself. But when it comes to the strategy side, you definitely need to start looking and seeing how you stand out and what makes you different. You might even see opportunities like it's cool to list them all out and then see what they're doing well, see what they're doing not so well, and see what the opportunity is for you and be like, cool, they don't do this area so strongly. They're not really good at websites or they're not really good at whatever it is a skill set or a style or something and then you go but I am so that's where I'm going to play and just lean into so yeah it definitely helps to have a look yes I totally agree Mm. and the other thing that you mentioned was the staff piece so this is something that I'm currently going through I've hired two team members and a podcast editor so she's a bit more of a contract freelance basis but with that we're about to go through brand strategy for seedling and going to bring my staff with me to the meeting because I want to take them on the journey as well and I want them to have input and really help. I am a business in a growth phase but still a small business so I have this opportunity to drive 
how I want my business to look and somewhat going into an agency model, which I always thought I didn't really Mm. want to do, but I actually, yeah, I'm going down that path a little bit, which is very interesting. But within that, I really get to look at, okay, what, yeah, what are the people we want to work with? What are the things that we want to do for them? How do we best serve them? And previously my core services have been brand identity and website development, but After that, what falls out is that these people need SEO support, email marketing support. I don't want to be a social media agency, but if we're doing SEO and I'm doing blog posts for them, why not help them chop that up and they share one post a week on social media? For most businesses, that kind of level is okay. Actually, the businesses I work with, that just consistent showing up is actually, they're not doing that currently. And it's very valuable to them. And adding those from an SEO piece that I've already done is quite a low touch mm. like offer, but it's very valuable. So it's like looking at what our business looks like, but taking the staff on the journey. And when you say, and I've experienced this in my corporate career where I was working in a business, financial services business, and they had a lot of management changes and the staff morale was at an all-time low. Everyone was like, what's happening? Everything's changing. What's going on? The changes that are happening, changing the vibe of the company. And I think that I wasn't involved in the process, but I think that the management really recognized that. And then there was this whole big piece around diving into our vision, values, and mission. And then it wasn't a full, it wasn't even a full strategy like you would do, but that the values, like we did mouse pads and printed them. I was in, involved in the internal mm-hmm. comms of rolling it out and I guess the internal marketing of it really mm-hmm. and getting those ordered and all of these types of things. I saw like a 180 shift in the business and the people mm-hmm. there and because they were now coming back to, okay, we're here, we're doing this for our members and these are the values that drive what we're doing and how we show up. And if you're not, you can almost not be a shitty employee when that's the case because it's like well you're just being a dick now because if we're doing this for our clients and you're coming to work and you're not doing your work and you're grumpy and you're not contributing and you're not doing what you're meant to do then you're letting the people down that we're working for so that was yeah a massive shift internally so I've seen the power of it yeah in a corporate environment as well so yeah yeah it is powerful and with your new hires I was just thinking you should definitely get them to do this association exercise get them to just put a timer on for a minute and get everyone to write down all the words that they think of with seedling digital because they've started with you they're starting to get an idea they obviously chose to work with you for some reason so they're going to have followed your brand and have seen things so just see what words they put down this isn't a really easy exercise for anyone to do just ask your instagram audience or your family or your friends what are three words you would use to describe me or what three words do you use to associate with my brand And you'll start to see some common themes and yeah, it can be really powerful. It's a good launch pad for where you go next. And if there's some that surprise you, you might need to fix that (laughs) and be like, that's not how we want to be perceived. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's awesome. I think, yeah, when you're in a business and there is a really defined goal and unified vision, it just really helps you commit to that even further and there's so much research now about people in jobs that want to work with purpose-driven companies they don't want to just go to work and not really know what they're doing and clock in and clock out they want to contribute to a bigger goal and have a bit more meaning we all want a bit more meaning right in life that's what it's all about so yeah it's nice to lay that down yes totally one thing so you just mentioned about the purposeless led businesses yeah having what were you saying say that again yes (laughs) you said the research about oh yeah so there's a lot of research about people who are wanting to work for companies that are more purpose-led and purpose-driven because they want more meaning in their workplace as well right they don't just want to go in clock in clock out and just not contribute to something bigger we all want to contribute to something bigger than ourselves so yeah that was the research that I've been looking at recently around that yeah I actually recently read some research about not only the staff side but also the success side so purpose Mm -hmm. driven brands are much more successful and have better revenue and profit and all of those types of things as well so there's like you say multi 
facets of where it impacts without even mm-hmm. necessarily that being what's the main goal of it mm-hmm. well yeah there's so many avenues that you can go down and so many benefits so when you look at yeah. it that way it's just such a no-brainer to do it so yeah yeah, yeah I think so <laughs> but I'm best. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would love to know a little bit as well there is as web designers one of our massive pain points is getting content from clients Mm-hmm. So a lot of clients will actually come to you and they don't know. They think a website includes copyright or they're like, oh, just do it myself. And then they do it themselves and it's terrible. And, or they do it themselves and it's piecemeal and you're getting drips and drabs and they're like, I'll oh, do this page later. So it's a massive pain point. It causes holdups. It causes substandard work. There's a lot of things that it contributes to. So I really love when I work with you on a project because I know I'm going to get the copy by a certain date. It's going to have meta descriptions. It's going to have title tags. It's going to have everything I need to take that and put it on a really great website and build mm-hmm. an, a website that is like SEO optimized for the client. And yeah, it just, I always say that with my projects, there's things that I don't list on the inclusions, but I always do a little bit extra to surprise and delight so if the client is giving me their own copy I will go through it and I will add internal links and I'll add some keywords I'll chop it up and make meta descriptions and all of those types of things so whilst I can do it and I do do it quite often (laughs) it's much better when it comes from someone like you and it also allows me to have more creative space in the project to think about okay how else can we make this website better rather than focusing on the copy? So that's one thing I found as well, that headspace can be dedicated to something else. Mm. So yeah, do you have any tips about copywriters and web designers working together and how that process can be best? Yeah. The best result of the client. Totally. So I think, yeah, it's good if we can stay in our lanes and do play to our strengths. That always helps with the headspace because switching gears takes a lot of effort, takes a lot of mental load. Um, so yeah, obviously you want to start with strategy ideally, or at least have a really clear vision for your brand. And then once you've articulated that, then would want to get copy on board. I actually quite love collaborating with designers in the process as well, in the strategy process if possible, because I guess like you, it's like you design a beautiful website and you get really scrappy copy, it just lets it all down, right? You're like, oh, it could be way better, way punchier. These headlines could pop. It's like if I do a brand strategy and have all these ideas and then they just go and get their website done with a dodgy template or a Canva logo or something. And I'm like, oh, but there's just so much more potential. So I think, yeah, investing in those things is important. But in terms of working together, I just try to be really conscious of how I set up my copywriting docs, putting all those essential elements in that you mentioned, like your meta descriptions and things, and using headlines really cleverly to break up the content. As you know, people scan websites. They're not really reading big chunks of copy. So I want to think about it from the user's perspective as well when I hand it over to you. Sometimes I'll wireframe things, but not always. That can help share the vision of, where you think things will go and yeah that's where we do overlap because copywriters who do website copy and designers who do websites we think about ux and we think about best practice and how it's going to look on the page so that's where we do need to collaborate and i think if we can have a conversation around that at the time of handing over the copy that can be a really powerful way to make sure it's fully expressed in the best way possible for the content also in the most beautiful way possible and also based on best practice because we have to keep up with those things too. Just having a few collaboration touch points is really good. And then one thing I always do if I've delivered web copy is I just do a free check at the end just to look at it, see how it's been applied, see if I might have put too many words in a section. I'm like, oh, that's heavy. Let's just cut that out. You can tend to trim things even more once it's in design. I am super visual as well, so I love to see that aspect too. And yeah, just do that kind of whole picture piece where we are collaborating at certain touch points, but also giving each other the space to do what they do best. (laughs) I could come in and critique the design, but that's not really the best use of my time. And it's also not a cool way to collaborate with another creative, right? We've got to be respectful of our boundaries too. Yeah. And I think with that as well, 
there's really, as a web designer, there's so much thought that goes into placement as mm-hmm. well and where you want to put things. And I know this is probably a pain point for you. Sometimes you give me copy and I switch around the headings or I <laughs> no, and I'm like, and it I doesn't like, flow anymore. I know, I move around the sections and I'm like, but it, this is done for a very specific reason. This needs to be an H2 title, not an H3 because of the keywords mm-hmm. or, you know. So it's very hard because like anything, there's thought that goes into it. And if all you see is a final product, you don't always really realize that. So that's where I think it's really good to have a good relationship with someone and have a referral partner that you can throw to, that you can build those kind of feedback loops where you don't take anything personally and that you both have the client's best interest at heart and you can talk things out and be like, okay, this is why I did this. And then someone can be like, okay, that makes sense. Let's leave it. Or no, I had written that copy in a very specific way because it feels meaningful to read it in this order. So you need to change it back, you know? So (laughs) whatever it is, being able to talk, being able to collaborate. And yeah, this is one thing that I do is send you the website once they're done and the client's about to do their final review. And then we can go through and see if there's anything that's not quite flowing or needs to be Mm. changed. I think that's a really good process. And it's so funny because it is always like I've worked with copywriters before who've been waiting for me and I didn't even realize. They're like, when are you going to get me the website? And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm waiting for you to give me the copy to build the website. <laughs> so there is oh, like man. a chicken or an egg situation. Some people say wireframe copy website. I think that there's actually one student in my last round of my course who was previously a copywriter and now she's adding web dev to her skill set. Cool. And I'm like, mate, you are going to do big things because that is a dream combo. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I wish I could design. Seriously. I'm like, oh, I just want to put this together in my mind. Yeah. (laughs) You know how I see it. But I think honestly, it's funny because now with tools like AI, people can kind of do it. There's no reason I can't probably map out something a little bit better with my copy to show you my ideas and then have that creative consult together where you can unpick pieces that you don't think would work based on your knowledge. And then just meet in the middle and at least share our perspectives because sometimes that's what it's about. I'm writing the pers- from the perspective of getting that message to cut through and convert, right? Like on a website, you want someone to do the thing you want them to do. And there's usually going to be one goal. Well, there should be anyway, but yeah, we can have a whole nother chat about websites <laughs> probably. But uh, yes, yeah, so there is a purpose behind everything that's written. Yeah. Right? It's to communicate something and to achieve some sort of goal. And then if that's not fully being honored or expressed and changed then it's like ah, oh, this is diluting that purpose and but then we also need to meet in the middle and yeah. make sure it is working from that design aspect too yeah I know it's weird but also I think from most people I know it's always copy then design yeah I don't know if you're my experience the same yeah. in your circles <laughs> yeah yeah like I think you've got to have something to say we're all here to communicate something and connect to the right people words are how you do that words are how you actually connect right at the heart visuals do connect and they do build trust and they do communicate something they're going to give you a feeling um but you've got to get those words right to really cut through and make that action happen yeah the design color isn't going to say book this call the words yes. are <laughs> and everything yes. that leads to that point is trying to warm that person up to do that action so yeah, I feel like copy, copy first. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like you say, with the design piece, it's almost guiding the people to focus their attention on the words and then what do mm-hmm. they do next? And then what do they do next? And then how do they take action? So it's mm-hmm. like the design is creating the flow for the words to be seen and understood and sink in, really. Yes. So they're both so in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Okay, so I have a couple more questions for you. (laughs) What would you say if any business owners are listening to this or designers or whoever or people that you work with, but they're thinking that brand strategy is something that they might be needing, but they're feeling a little bit overwhelmed by the whole process. Do you have any like tips or tidbits that you can offer there? Obviously work with someone amazing. They'll they'll guide you (laughs) through the process. Yeah, of course but yeah there's definitely things you can do for yourself I'd just say number one is just get it out of your head and onto paper if you can at least do the core foundations of your brand so your vision where you want to go your mission how you're getting there your values what you believe in what drives you 
And then your overall purpose, why you exist (laughs) beyond making money. We all want that. But beyond that, if you can get those things down and just really know that you're, you're in a good starting position. The next layers get more strategic when it comes to voice and messaging. You do want to have some knowledge of writing and psychology and behavior. When it comes to positioning, you do want to be good at research and interviewing and things. So those things can be a little bit more challenging, but there are simple ways you can do it. So yeah, I would say don't feel too overwhelmed by it. Just try and begin with putting things on paper and get the core right first. Defining those is the beginning of everything and referring to them daily stick them on the wall around you make sure that they are close to you so that whenever you're facing difficult decisions or having a hard day or wondering if you should say yes to the client or the work or whatever you can just look at them and feel if it really aligns okay and just keep them close I think that's really important and then also if there's one sort of thing to remember is just don't get stuck on perfection. Your brand is alive. It's evolving. The market's changing. You're changing. You're learning. You're growing. Your people are changing. Society's changing. Things are evolving all the time. So just don't get stuck on perfection. If you can anchor down some core values and get some of those things right, they won't change as much. You can look back to them no matter what kind of shaky external environment's happening and stay true to them. But you also don't need to freak out about having them perfect the first time. They will evolve. Mine have just changed a little bit too. So yeah, don't worry about perfection. Just get some things on paper and just begin. And then of course, when you want to take it to the next level and you want to really start to shape perceptions externally as well and communicate that outwardly, that's when you're going to want to work with someone who's really strong in messaging or copywriting and things like that so yeah that time can come but I think first just get it get it out of your head and onto paper yes I love that thank you so much okay so can you just tell everyone where we can find you online how we can connect with you and all of those good things yes of course probably Instagram is the best I'm just at Hayley Berryman underscore underscore love that and just one Y in Haley, so H-A-L-E-Y. And then you can jump on my website, hayleyberryman.com. And if you feel like chatting, you can book in a free call. We don't have to work together, but we can just talk brand strategy. I'm totally down for that. Yeah, that's where you can find me. Amazing. Thank you so much. I love this chat. I think that it's going to be super helpful for a lot of people. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks, Nikki. If you love what I do here, let's connect. I tend to hang out on Instagram and you can find me at Seedling Digital and at Woman Wealth WordPress. You can head to womanwealthwordpress.com forward slash freebie to download my free Embrace Your Dream Life workbook. This guide is over 10 pages of actionable information and worksheets designed to help you build a profitable and fulfilling business in three steps. Get clear on your why, improve your money mindset and hone in on your messaging. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a rating and a review. It truly means the world to me and I read every message and kind word. Till next time, aim big. Aim big.